and welcome back to another week of Cheat Thrills. I'm your host, Etheria, and here's your top stories of the week. And here's your top stories in gaming. So it looks like this month uh, NPD numbers have came out and the big news um, is that Nintendo has overtaken PS4 and units as well as revenue for the year of 2018 and this came as a surprise to everyone because um you know when Black Friday happened that was like all of these sales for the PS4 as well as the Xbox One running at $200 and those units were pushed by um, for the PlayStation that was Spider-Man and for Xbox I want to say like the Game Pass what game was so popular I want to say PUBG because PUBG didn't push as many um, units as it did but it was surprising to find out that for the month of December um Nintendo Switch sold 1.7 million systems. Um, the PS4 7,000 and the Xbox One 900,000. Oh, not 7,000, 700,000. And anyone was like, how did they, you know, become third place? Because, you know, they had huge exclusive to this PlayStation um, with Spider-Man and God of War and it was shocking to find out that they actually like you know lost to Xbox One but I'm glad that a lot of people well but I had an Xbox One See, this is the way I think that a lot of people are looking at it as. Um, with Black Friday, you can have your 4K TVs and whatnot. But what is being discovered is that um, Xbox One is a 4K player. Surprisingly enough, it's a 4K system, so I think that's like the best thing to pair with your 4K television. And the reason why I say that is because you got your Xbox One, who, um, well, you got a regular 4K DVD player, and that runs easily close to $200. So it's a better buy or better deal to get it with um, a game console. But Nintendo is doing really, really good 
And I'm happy to, you know, report that. I mean, they had Pokemon. Then Smash. Like, what did they go wrong? I think they're going to um, exceed their 20 million um, systems sold for the year end. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Resident Evil 2, the remake. Or rema- it's a remake or remaster. Remaster. Yeah, I want to say remaster. That game looks good. That game looks incredible. And they're using, you know, the Resident Evil engine. And I think they did a lot of good tweaks to the game. Twerk, what am I thinking? Um, But the graphics just... And the sound... I think that's where it shines. I think that the sound design really stands out for that game. I do not encourage anyone to play it in the dark. I made that mistake one time. Because I like scary games, but that game scared the crap out of me. Because one of the, the things I hate, and this is just not in gaming, but this is in real life. I don't like to be chased. Like, if I'm running up the stairs, I don't want no one running up behind me because I start to panic. So, to that game, as far as, like, my anxiety was, like, at 11 because you're constantly being chased. But, it came out, it came out with great reviews, and a lot of people are enjoying it. Now, that's not to say that some people are not complaining. Um, and I guess this is like for the new, new generation. Because they're complaining that you should be able to take down the enemies with one or maybe two shots. And my rebuttal to that is, it's a survival horror game. I mean, <laughs> Just imagine what you had to do when it first came out. And another thing that I, because this is my first time playing it, I didn't know that game was that short. Because in the first one, I easily put in 30 hours. But this game here was very short to me. Oh well, if you haven't picked it up, go pick it up if you like horrors or survival horror games and stuff like that. This is one for the books. Uh, So, I guess everybody is talking about it. Metro Prime 4 has been scrapped and they're restarting development of the game. Now this came as a surprise to everyone this week because out of the blue, Nintendo posted a YouTube channel, I mean on their YouTube channel, explaining why they are restarting the development of the game. And 
they're going to go back to the original, you know, studio that worked with the first trilogy, which is Virtual Studio. I think that, um, I'm happy to hear this. I think that, you know, because what was discovered is that Nintendo kind of did it indoors, but like they outsourced some key parts and for the game is huge. I don't think you want to outsource anything because um, you want to keep it all under one roof. Um, Nintendo, you know, was shown a demo of the game and they just looked at that and was like, um, this is not going to work. I don't think that our fans of the series will be enjoying this and we're just going to have to scrap it. And it was later discovered that Retro, you know, showcased the demo of the game and Nintendo was like we like the way you um, the direction that you guys are going and we're going to go with you so it's great that Retro is right back with the series as it should have been in the beginning and everyone is like you know commending you know Nintendo on the transparency of sharing how what happened with this game now Nintendo never like you know outright said when this system or this game was coming out I'm glad that they called it as early as they did because this game could have came out and for those who were just literally waiting to bash this game would have had a ball just talking about this game and I'm just glad that they were able to see this game and say this is not going to work out so as you guys are aware that Kingdom Hearts 3 will be releasing for the Xbox One and the PS4 system respectively next week. Okay, I want to share some things with you guys but I'm not sure how to. I think this game is a good game. I'm excited for you all to enjoy this game. Hmm. I would I will leave it with this. This is where I will leave it, okay? The story The Kingdom Hearts story is very convoluted. You don't know which... I've seen multiple videos. Try to break this down in the simplest way. 
And even in its simplicity, it's confusing because there's too many moving parts. I say all this to say this. I think the story, while it is good, It seems like it was put together. You had Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts. I think the original, you know, the director, the one who wrote the story. I wanna, I, I, I imagine that he looking for this game. He wanted because it was a teens game and it had a following and I don't think he expected the following to follow up and the reason why I think that um, he didn't put too much into writing is because it was tied to Disney so it was like middle schoolers and and the like and I don't think that they expected the genre or not, I don't think that it was designed for the target base that it, you know, it got. Um, and then Kingdom Hearts 2 was clearly a tack on. It was like Square Enix was like, okay, we have a hit. What can you do with it? You can tell in the story that even though it was, it could have possibly ended with two, but it was a cash cow. That's the series. It was a cash cow, and they had to come up with a lot of these, like these these moving parts, and that's why the story is convoluted. When it comes to three, it's that theme is a continuation. I think that he wanted to end it, but Square Enix was like, um, no. This series will make us too much money. And furthermore, I think that's why it took well over 10 years to make. The story, he had to... You know, you, you, you come up with one story, and you have the ending to it, and then it... Then you have to backtrack, and then you have to... It was jumbled, and... It took him over 10 years to try to streamline it, but he clearly didn't know how to do that. And that's why it's so confusing. Now, what I just explained does not mean for you to run out and not get this game. This game is beautiful and it has a substantial ending. But I think a lot of people are not. It's going to. It's it's too open ended. 
and I think I just I don't know I I feel sorry for him because I don't think I don't believe he has an ending a proper ending for this game I really don't but when it comes out run and pick it up it's a very good game so um anthem had their um their beta this weekend and a lot of people are on the fence about it as one can imagine and there's been a lot of servers issues with the game Will I be picking this game up? No. I think that I'm, I'm sorry. It's a better looking Warframe to me. And I have Warframe. And I'm enjoying Warframe. So I'm not going to pick this game up. Uh, I'm not going to the performance of the game of, of the beta because clearly it's a beta and whatnot. However, this being so close to the release date that this may very well be like you know, if not the final build, but like you know, very close to the final build. I guess we'll see how um guess we will see how you know how it pans out because even though it looks decent I I guess you know it's the mechanics will make or break this game um, and I guess the last um, that we will talk about is Activision you guys need you guys have really gone crazy with this, um, these microtransactions. Um, they got this, this smiley for, um, as a, I'm sorry, it's just, it's, it's asinine. Why they are charging you money for an emote? It doesn't make any sense. I, I just want to quickly move on from here. Nintendo held its um its indie showcase this week, and some of the things that stuck out to me. What stood out to me was Steam World Quest. Um, this is a team-based card-collecting role-playing game that is like you know with the same graphics as the Steam World, you know, game. If you're familiar with it, and this came as this is going to come out for Nintendo Switch first. So I will be looking into that because I love RPG gaming. Another one is Warglove. Now that, that looks pretty good. 
but some of the other ones include Cross Call, Double Kick Heroes, which is, um, I might get that because I like, um, music games, Animals, um, Forager, Ghost Simulator, I'm not even thinking about that game, and that's available now, as well as, um, Groovy Heroes, um, and when Ski Lift goes wrong. You can find all of these um, games on the Nintendo eShop and um, you can find three of them now and of course the first one will be released later this year. And that is the top stories in gaming. And here's your top stories in pop culture. So for this week, um, we're going to start um, talking about what happened with Chris Brown. Now Chris Brown um, went over to France, Paris, and I'm sure that he had a show over there. And he was arrested for possible rape charge it was you know later not dropped but he was released it's still under investigation and I don't understand what is going on with Christopher Brown now this is not to say that he did anything because I'm not sure and nobody knows what happened he plans on um, suing the accuser for um, defamation. Listen, I don't. Whether if you did it or not, it's very possible that someone in your team may have misbehaved and made this girl feel like that was, you know, something. That just was not right. So, get your team in order, and that means by the people who hang around you. And don't try to place yourself in this um, predicament, Chris Brown. Again, we don't know what's happening because you can very well be exonerated but um just get your things in order there um the nominees of this year's academy was announced and um I want to talk about a few things that stood out to me um Bohemian Rhapsody and Black Panther are nominated for um, Best Picture. Um, Bradley Cooper and Rami Malik is for Best Actor. I want Rami Malik to get that. I thought he personified um, 
Freddie Mercury. Like, in that movie, he was phenomenal. I don't know why they, they keep teasing Bradley Cooper. I don't know if they're going to give it to him because it's all about campaigning when you do all this stuff for those who don't know. Um, Lady Gaga, she's for Best Actress for A Star Is Born. Um, Best Supporting Actor, Sam Rockwell of Vice. I still need to see that film. I just, I gotta get in the proper headspace to watch that movie. Adam Driver for Black Klansman. You know, my thought on him is that I, I wouldn't call him a good actor. He is very forgettable. So, um, Regina King, um, Best Supporting Actress um, for If Bill Street Could Talk, I hope she wins. Best Abinated, um, Rock Works the Internet, um, in Spider-Man, of course I want Spider-Man to win. That movie really blew me away. Um, and look at that, Spike Lee is up for Best Director. Um, Best Original Score. Black Panther, um, Black Clansman, you know what, I'm going to go and watch that, so, um, that is, like, some of the notable movies, or things that stood out to me, now, I want to forewarn you, because this will be happening, like, next month, was the end of next month, but, I will be having a podcast earlier, so that um I can like you know enjoy it because I'm gonna go to a party and I will I'll just I'll because um I'm going to go to a party. Sorry that was um I got a call and I didn't want to just like you know mess this up. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's like for a long time. This is one of the years that I'm definitely looking forward to the Oscars. I want to see what happens. So the um Sundance um festival. Um, happened this past week and there was a couple of movies that was of note. Some people are talking about two in particular. The first one is called The Last Man, The Last Black Man Living in San Francisco. Now this movie is about uh, it, it talks about the gentrification of what's going on with San Francisco. Now, for disclosure, I live in San Francisco. And 
I wouldn't gentrification it's that but it's there there is a lot of black homeowners in this city and the reason why is because San Francisco is incredibly expensive to live in it's like one of the top cities the most expensive cities and a lot of these techies are like you know moving their workers in San Francisco and the rent up here is incredibly high um, but yeah, it covers like what's going on in these these neighborhoods and how people are fighting to stay in their homes and not be bought out. So um, look out for that. And the the, the other one is called um, Leaving Neverland, and this movie is about. Um, the, the accusers for what happened with Michael Jackson at um, Neverland. Now, here's the thing. The man is gone. His legacy, you cannot tarnish. Those people try. Um, it's solidified. His estate cannot be touched because it went to his kids and his family. So I don't see the point in why make this movie. However, there are reports that there's a lot of rumbling that came out after this film was shown at the festival. So I'm, I'm sure we're going to get more information um, when they release the trailers for these said films. I'm looking forward to checking them both out. So what else happened in particular? Okay, so Terry Crews and D.L. Higley was exchanging some words about um, toxic masculinity and you know Terry Crews have been a strong advocate for you know people who have been abused or mistreated in Hollywood. And D.L. Hughley, I, I don't want to say belittled him by saying something to the effect that God gave him, this is Terry Crews, all of those big muscles and he couldn't fight this man um, touching him listen DL God didn't give him muscles he worked out to get those muscles but just because you have muscles physical strength I think what he did which was he took it through the proper channels 
and he shamed him. And this is the 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 the, the, the guy who, who touched him. Because of course Terry Crews could have beat him, could have destroyed that young man. But he was thinking outside of the box. He didn't want to besmirch that man. He wanted to take him out of the environment, which is not for just Terry Crews, because if he was bold enough to do it to Terry Crews, I cannot even imagine who else he's done this to. But, uh, like, he tried to, he tried to push Terry Crews' buttons, and like a, like a dignified gentleman, you know, Terry Crews responded with class, saying that he didn't need to do that to prove his manhood. You don't have to use your manhood like this and whatnot to prove how masculine you are and how powerful you are to think with your mind, to be strategic and tactical. Uh, that shows growth. It shows patience, endurance, and wisdom. And in my book, that's a man. So, um, and this is just, um, the game came out with a song that referenced his alleged encounter with Kim Kardashian and in the lyrics it was it talked about an, an oral act and I think it was petty of him to put her in his song like that, or even to allude to something like that, knowing that woman is married. So, again, let's not, let's not do that. That's not cool. Um, Wendy Williams is, um, having an extended, you know, recovery at home. I don't Girl, look. We all know that. Well, my hope is that. Well, of course, I hope to get better. And yes, she had a little accident, but I think the tea is that I think she's gonna get divorced this year. I think what they was rumoring about last year. I think that called up to her. I think that he is making the proper moves to move away from her. Because I'm sure Wendy is about, let me, you know, keep this together for image sake. But I think that he is done. Which is unfortunate because... You know, they've built it together, and I'm sure that they're going to remain, you know, business partners and whatnot. But, 
still, you know, I want the best for her and her husband. Get well, Wendy, and we look forward to seeing you on the show. And that was this week's top stories in pop culture. you again for listening to Cheap Thrills. I've been your host, Athena. I also want to let you guys know that come next week, we are going to be celebrating our yearly, our one year anniversary here at Anchor. And I really want to um, try something new. So hopefully I may have another guest that may come through. Um, thanks for listening and hope to see you again next week. If you'd like to reach us via email, you can contact us at cheapthrillspodcast01 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Cheap Thrills Podcasts. 